fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me, fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Fashion Crimes Podcast this week. We watched the Oscars red carpet and just wanted to give you a few comments and opinions, because who would I be if I didn't give my opinion, let's be honest on the red carpet and what people were wearing and how that can translate and trickle down to regular everyday folks like us. What I didn't realize until someone told me that the carpet wasn't red. Um, Totally just got that memo, but I'm still calling it the red carpet for this episode. Let's be honest. First off, I started watching the red carpet at five o'clock because that's when the footage starts. And there are a couple of different trends that I wanted to discuss and wanted to dissect. So many gorgeous looks, so little time. Now, for this show, we didn't see as much like whack factor and craziness as we do like for the Met Gala or for the Grammys. This is the absolute highest honor that you can win in film. And most people really understood the assignment. Let's just say that. So it's rare to me when you see somebody who totally like misses the mark, you know, looks completely out of place, crazy. I liked some dresses better than others, obviously. And we'll go over my favorites and not so favorites. For starters, did you realize that the red carpet was not red? I, again, didn't get that memo until last night when it was pointed out to me. So I did learn why the red carpet wasn't red. Don't know if anybody else noticed or cared for that matter. So fun fact, per the New York Times, and they quoted big time celebrity event planner Mandy Weiss, and she said the color of the red carpets has changed because of fashion. It has to match the dresses and the red really clashed. So that's actually news to me, as the carpet has always been red since 1961. And back then it was your movie, what are you nominated for? And now it's, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Instead of about the films. The New York Times continues to say, in fact, event planners say trends in carpet colors now correlate with the trends on the runways. And that's something. It all goes back to fashion and style and trend setting, says Mrs. Weiss. The carpet should reflect the fashion that's going to walk down the carpet and not fight with it. So we just learned something there. As this logistically makes sense, I certainly didn't know that it was an option to change the color for the carpet, but what do I know? Little fun trivia fact for you. They referenced the carpet as a mellow beach at sunset, and they had these giant orange tents providing the shelter. So Mindy Goodell, who is on what they call the swatch team for the Oscars, they work with the production and the lighting team to make sure that the stylist choose looks based on what the color of the carpet is going to be. All righty then. I did not know that. And I mean, obviously every step, every calculated move is a very fine-tuned machine. And the carpet's made right here in Georgia, Dalton, Georgia. Woohoo! And then of course it's recycled afterward. They were talking about what happens to the carpet 
when it's finished, but they do recycle it. So I thought that was really cool. I didn't even know any of that. So there you go. There was a color thing this year. Tons of people were wearing white, I noticed. So there are reasons for the white trend. Some of the press like Us Magazine and WWD were saying it's from the hashtag Oscar So White campaign on Twitter, which back in 2015 was an issue for a lack of diversity in all four of the acting categories. No one at all of color in any respect was recognized back then. So is that was a huge issue. So many celebrities followed this hashtag trend and wanted to celebrate the diversity of the nominees in the categories for this year. I'm just going to go with that theory. Holly Berry and Tamara Ralph with this rose gold sequins around the shoulders and the neckline and at the top of the slit. She was the first person who stood out to me. And oh my God, honey, that slit. I mean, I literally couldn't tell if she had underwear on. That's how high it was on her leg. And speaking of her legs, she sure shit had the legs to pull this dress off. And her hair, I mean, her hair. Stop it right now. I could not with her hair. It was so gorgeous. It was very short, like finger waves. It was like longer in the front and shorter in the back. It was just perfection. Continuing on with the white trend, Michelle Yeoh and Christian Dior Couture. I mean, honestly, when has she ever looked bad? Like never. I'm going to be real honest with you. We love film. We love art house film, me and Jonathan. And he was out of town and I tried so very hard to watch everything everywhere all at once. I just could not get through it. It was very confusing to me, all the storylines, all 100 of them. And I tried so hard to keep up. I just couldn't. Anyway, I made it till about halfway through. But regardless, I love Michelle Yeoh and I fucking love Crazy Rich Asians. And she can do no wrong in my book. This dress to me, it was a lot of fabric just looking at it. It did look like a bridal gown, but how can you not in solid white dress? So when I zoomed in on the detail of the dress, I realized it was fringe. But it was French that had like poofs every inch or so, which gave it lots of depth and volume. And it looked like feathers from far away. It had a sleeveless illusion top, which made her dress look strapless, obviously from far away, but it wasn't. So when you got up close, you could see the illusion part, which is like netting. Her diamond earrings, perfection. Her hair and her hair piece, she had like a, I mean, who knows if it was real diamonds, but she had like a headband looking thing in her hair, next level. She is just stunningly, remarkably gorgeous at 60 years old. I mean, I had to look up her age. She's completely fucking fabulous. I had no idea. I knew she was older, but I didn't know she was 60. She looks 10 years younger than that. Emily Blunt in a snow white Valentino off the shoulder, long sleeve column dress with super, super long skirt. And the Judith Lieber bag and earrings. The earrings, I, I can't. The Chopard hot pink, I'm not sure what stone it was, hot pink stone is. They were triple strand dangle earrings with these hot pink stones to die dead, dead over these earrings. And obviously, you know, this off the shoulder trend that was popular 40 years ago is back. That can be translated anyway. It can be translated into a sweater, into a dress, into any top. So we saw a lot of that this season. That's something that can easily be trickled down. But back to Emily Blunt. 
When I mean off the shoulder, it was like boob, like low, low off the shoulder. But she is so beautiful. Let's be honest. She looks like she needs to be a rep for a skincare brand. I mean, her esthetician, just looking at those pictures, you can see how gorgeous her skin is. She is killing it. And I know I'm old and I'm dating myself, but she looks like a Noxema girl. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw this picture. Her hair was back. So you could see these gorgeous earrings. She doesn't look like she has much makeup on, very natural, and she is just glowing and effortlessly chic, just effortless. One of my top, top looks of the night in custom Vera Wang is Mindy Kaling. Let me just catch my breath here. I really love her, and I think she's very funny, but never in my life has someone actually made me fall out of my chair. First of all, I was sitting on the floor, so that was an exaggeration, but I about fell out when I saw her. I never thought of her as like sexy or gorgeous or in the same vein as someone known for their beauty, but never have I ever seen her look so beautiful and elegant. And she, to me, was, I mean, again, top, top three. Never have I seen her look more gorgeous in her custom Vera Wang white bustier dress in the front with an illusion bra top with the bodice boning. You know, you could see the boning, but there was the illusion fabric underneath that, which is just netting, and it had detached leaves. And it was the same color as her skin, the illusion. So it looked like you could see through it, but it really was fabric under there. So unexpected and fashion forward and so fucking chic. Her hair, her hair. I mean, it was just slicked back. It was long. She was so sexy, so next level. I have so much respect for her going in such a different direction and wowing the world in this dress. Because to me, that's what she really did was just brought it and wowed everybody in this dress. She looked stunning, stunning, stunning. Speaking of wowza, I mean, wowza, Eva Longoria, a huge wowza in her Zuhair Murad Couture beaded deep V gown. I, I couldn't. The mirrored beads and the choker around her neck, it just brings a level of elegance that very, very few can achieve successfully. And again, the slick back hair, again, this dress was made for her. Even though this dress was a disco ball, those were her words. She said that, that she looked like a disco ball. It just didn't look like too much on her. And believe me, she is, I like to call vertically challenged. She is not tall. She is a very petite and small person, but she just looked like a supermodel in this dress. I mean, come on, it's hard to make her look bad, but it was just a complete work of art. I don't know Zuhar Murad's designs, but you best believe I'm going to be on the lookout for him. I mean, when I saw her get out of the car, as Nolan or Lady About Town would say, I, I did the gay gasp. I, I just could not catch my breath. So this was a very sexy dress. And with the mirrors on it, that has been a trend that we've seen a few seasons past. And look, again, it could be on a sweater. It could be on jeans. It could be on a sweatshirt. It can be on a bag. So instead of sequins, it's like little tiny mirrors. And I mean, maybe even an inch square. So that can go easily trickle down in a dress or anything of the sort for regular people. When I went to a wedding last year, uh, the bride, when she changed into her after-party dress, it was a strapless, short body contrast, and it had mirrors all over it. So I have seen this trend before. 
and I loved it. And we love Eva Longoria. And she is a director, and I think she's got her own production company, so I'm not quite sure which movie she was nominated for, but she really brought it. Sophia Carson in Jean-Baptiste Valley, and the 100, you heard me right, 122.49 carat emerald and diamond Chopard necklace. Fuck the dress, okay? Everybody was talking about this necklace. It looked like something you see in a museum, this necklace. Absolutely unreal. She was in this gigantic white poofy bridal dress. And again, it's hard not to look bridal when you're wearing all white. She looked like a fairy princess and like what little girls dream about. Like seriously, she is stunning. I mean, beyond stunning. And I'm just saying she would look good in a trash bag, let's be honest. But this was not a huge reach for her. But the dress was just poof upon poof. And the top was bare and she was showing her arms and the necklace and she had her hair like kind of in a poofy bun. Everybody was talking about this necklace. She must have had security guards around her by the thousands. I mean, she probably couldn't pee that night by herself. Speaking of poofy dresses, Thames, who is a singer, I've learned, who I've never heard of, she wore this sculptural white dress that had this stand-up fabric like over her head. Kind of similar to what Cardi B, if you didn't listen to the Grammys episode, please go back and listen to that. But Cardi B's dress that I was absolutely shitting over for the Grammys, that was very similar to her dress. It had this big structure over her head. As Thames was on theme and ahead of the fashion curve, let's give her that, she got so much shit on Twitter and social media because no one could see behind her. Damn. She did look good, though, and she brought it. This dress was Fucking beyond, beyond. But Avi, whoever did the seating chart, did not realize that she was going to be in the middle of a row with that monster of a dress. And there's pictures and memes and shit all over Twitter. I really, I mean, the dress was giving me life just beyond fabulous. But I did feel bad for her because what was she supposed to do? Like, seriously. And again, I guess she could have switched seats with somebody. And sat on the end, which is probably what she should have done. But I'm sure that shit is on lockdown like Fort Knox. I'm sure there is no way you could have tried, probably traded seats. But it was just funny to see those pictures. But I did feel bad for her. But the dress was next level. I mean, it was just absolutely next level. Okay, moving on. Michelle Williams, she was in Chanel Couture. And anybody who did not see the Steven Spielberg movie, The Fagelmans, if you don't see that movie, we're divorced. I mean, it is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And Michelle Williams played a Jewish mother, and she was phenomenal. Absolutely beyond phenomenal. Kudos to her. The dress was a little mature for her. I just felt like somebody much, much older could have worn that because it was strapless, but it had this whole netting over the top of it. Like if you didn't want to show your arms or your shoulders or anything like that. So anyway, I was just a little bit surprised because she could have gotten away with something much more avant-garde and sexy, but she didn't. She wanted to wear Chanel Couture and you know what? Good for her. And 
I do want to go back and say for Tim's, it was Lavere Couture. That's who made this sculptural dress for Tim's, which I've never heard of. So anyway, back to Michelle Williams. Go see the Fagelmans. Fucking unreal. Continuing on. So many more wore white like Ariana DeBose in custom Versace Altier. Versace and Aaron Lim, who wore Rick Owens. I usually don't see Rick Owens on the red carpet, but, you know, good for him. She looked gorgeous, too. She looked stunning. And there were some white tuxedo jackets that I really loved. My favorite, hands down, was Harry Shum Jr. was wearing a full white tuxedo with black trim, where he stated his words, East meets West, with a black obi, which is a traditional belt that you wear with a kimono. Very fashion forward and very different. That showed homage to his Asian roots. Zoe Saldana was wearing, you know, definitely not stark snow white, but she was wearing ivory or it looked cream to me. And I really loved what she said when she was being interviewed. Her dress was not crazy. It was not over the top. It was very effortlessly chic and simple. And she wanted to represent the sustainability movement standing up for the rewear, reuse, and recycle effort in Fendi Couture and a vintage Cartier necklace. Of course, I mean, come on, when does she ever look bad? But you could tell that she wanted to give a nod to the effort that people were making that evening. So to me, she is classic elegance and sophistication. She doesn't need a lot as she's just naturally beautiful to me. She really is. Moving right along, getting to the non-white contenders. That really just left me with my jaw on the floor. Jaw on the floor. First off, without a doubt, another top three of the night, Monica Barbaro and Ellie Saab, this dress. I mean, are you kidding me with that? I saw it and I was like, how do I get this dress? It was like a baby blue with a deep V and purple wraparound skirt with a velvet bow in the front. Sexy, yet so incredibly classy, definitely A-line and poofy, pushing the limits of ladylike. This is why I love her. And I did not know her before this, but this is why I love her. She stated how she, when she was being interviewed, how incredibly grateful she was to Ellie Saab and the showroom and the team to be given the dress because even before she even made it in the movie industry or nobody even knew who she was, they were supporting her and letting her borrow things. So I love that. And that means a lot to people who are really trying to make their mark in the industry because you could be here today, gone today, or you could be not noticed yesterday and then fucking blow up the next day. So good for them. Good on Ellie Saab for keeping the faith in Monica Barbaro. Loving this journey for her. And Ellie Saab, again, I have an Ellie Saab sequin dress. Love it so much. Hats off to them. Try them out for size. Look them up. Follow them. Engage with them on Instagram if you're not familiar with Ellie Saab. Switching gears real quick to Christian Siriano. Loving him, he was one of the commentators as he dressed Harvey Gullien. I don't know if I'm saying that name right, from Puss in Boots. He is a plus-sized Latino male actor. He had a custom embossed tuxedo jacket with a cascading train, literally like a bridal gown and matching pant, you know, and these pants were wide leg. So first off, this was a first for both the red carpet and for Siriano, but Christian was talking about it and the process of what Harvey wanted and how he was telling Christian that 
He really wanted something to represent him authentically. And the way he spun that train around, honey, he was made for that. And you know he felt fabulous. So I'm really happy for both of them. And that was really, to me, a moment in fashion history to witness, even if it was on TV. And it just goes to show you how true, I think, and what an authentic designer Christian Siriano is trying to really make his dream and his vision come to life. So I love that. Sorry, not sorry. In addition to Mandy Kaling, I have two other top picks of the night. It was a tie. My Best Dressed. Shitting in my pants, dying over, can't even deal with. How can I get this fucking dress as I will die without it? Top pick of the night. Someone who I actually thought was wearing white, but she really wasn't. She was wearing a light gray was Florence Pugh in Valentino. Let's be honest, never heard of her, never seen her before until now. But she wore these micro mini black shorts, like hot pants shorts with a light gray strapless overlay cape with these gigantic oversized dramatic puff sleeves. The whole thing opened at the bust like an umpire waist, but the whole thing was split. So she, you know, you could see her legs and it was like a train behind her. I have never seen anything so daring and unexpected. She wore it with an ankle strap, black platform, very simple shoe. And it was just giving me life. I just don't think you understand how much I was dying over this. I loved it so much. I was on the floor. Again, I told you I was sitting on the floor, but I was, I I couldn't close my mouth. She is very young and she is very punk, edgy punk. And I just loved every single bit of it. I, I want this to trickle down. So if I have to make this trickle down myself, I do not care. God, I love this. Did I say that already? Just saying. I'm going to put this picture under my pillow at night and I'm going to manifest this look for me. So feel free to manifest this look for me as well if you wish to do so. So I would appreciate that. Loving Florence Pugh. Loving her now. Honorable mention. Let's move on to honorable mention. Snaps to supermodel Winnie Harlow in a soft yellow archival 2005 Armani Privé Couture column dress. Sustainable fashion has really made a statement on the red or excuse me, the champagne carpet this year, as we are seeing celebrities wanting to showcase garments that have already made a statement instead of having a designer make something brand new for them. She is completely gorgeous in her own right anyway, and she just pulled off this look flawlessly. She doesn't need a lot. She had her hair up. She had this very simple dress on, column dress, very, very light Light yellow. She just looked beautiful. Looked great with her skin tone. No snaps. No snaps, unfortunately, for Ruth E. Carter. Looks like she might have had a sound of music moment as it just looks like she was wearing the drapes. It looks like in the picture, she's really, really short. And the dress was just a lot. It really swallowed her. It was a bright yellow strapless gown. But the top was rounded and curved all the way up, like to the bottom of her neck with a detached sleeve. You couldn't see her body shape. So no and no for me. No snaps to Jennifer Connelly and her black off-the-shoulder Louis Vuitton column gown with the beaded triangle-shaped embroidery panel that came literally all the way up to her chin. To me, it looked like a spaceship. 
I mean, I'm sure this dress was stunning in person, but no girl, no snaps. Absolute worst dress. Worst, worst dress of the night, Laverne Cox. Really, girl? I love her so much and everything that she stands for. Just wanted to put that out there. She is so stunningly gorgeous, too. But she was beyond stunning at the Grammys. Beyond. She had this gold sequin and beaded strapless dress with these Egyptian motifs on the front. Not quite sure what happened here at the Oscars. She wore custom Vera Wang, and the dress was in two parts. The top was like an aqua sea foam green crisscross over the boobs with a nude illusion netting underneath attached to a very low-waisted black contrasting skirt with some crazy scrunched up black look taffeta sleeves. Train wreck inside of a dumpster fire on the edge of a tornado. No snaps. No snaps given at all. But Laverne, I love you. And I know you always look gorgeous, but this was a miss for me. Second honorable mention, first was Winnie Harlow. Second honorable mention goes to Elizabeth Olsen and her Givenchy wet look jet black sequin dress with fringe on the bottom. And I mean, the whole thing was open in the back. I mean, down literally to her crack. Very powerful and very super simple. She is a true testament to less is more. I will say that, but her ass never, ever smiles. I mean, I've never seen her smile in a picture. I'm sure there's one somewhere. I've just never seen it. And I don't understand why. She just looks like she's in pain to me, but she is beautiful. There is no denying that. And she looked gorgeous beyond. Next level alert, a baby pink custom Prada dress with a Mandarin collar was worn by Hong Chow. This was a sleeveless dress with all business in the front and party in the back with a fully long sequin black contrasting train with this baby, baby pink sleeveless. It looked like Shantung silk column dress to the floor. The sequins were like very long strips instead, you know, a sequin is like a circle but they can come in all different shapes. But these sequins were very long strips. And they actually showed a sketch for this too while they were discussing it. And they said she wanted to add this Mandarin collar for an homage to her Asian heritage. So I love that for her. And she looks really tiny too, but this dress was very simple. She doesn't need a lot. And this giant black sequin train, is she just, wow, wow factor. She had her hair pulled back in a bun too with very natural makeup. She looked gorgeous. My second top pick of the night, dying over. I can't even, on the floor, jaw on the floor. I loved it so much. Where can I get this fucking dress? Holy shit balls. Are you kidding me with this look? Top pick of the night is Malala Yousafi. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Yusafazai. Maybe? Not sure. She had a long sleeve Ralph Lauren fully wet silver sequin dress. I mean, wet look sequins with a matching hood. When I say a wet look, it just means it's like it looks like it's wet on your body. That's how body con it is. So chic and modest. I mean, yet so fashion forward. First of all, the hosts were saying that she was directing a film. So loving this, number one, so much for her. Secondly, For someone for religious reasons has to be modest. She just brought it. She is so beyond gorgeous. And I've never seen her on the red. Damn it. I keep saying red carpet. Champagne carpet before. 
I just loved this. First of all, I was surprised to see her there. Second of all, when I saw her in that dress with the hood, it fucking fell over, fell over. It was long sleeve, complete silver sequins. These were regular sequins that were round, small ones, with a surplice detail at the waist, which means it's sort of twisted to emphasize her waist over her front. It just made her look very curvy, very ladylike, and it was form-fitting. And to me, that's what made it so modern was that even though she was fully covered, it was very bodycon. It just, oh my God, breathtaking, breathtaking. That's all for now, folks. I could go on and on and on, but I, I just want you to hit me up and tell me your favorites. Did I get it right? Did I get it wrong? I just want to hear your comments. And did you watch the Oscars? Did you not? I certainly just gave you a fucking play-by-play. So I hope you enjoyed it. And I will be dreaming about my top picks. Hopefully, I can manifest some of those or one of those into my life. But thank you so much for tuning in this week. I want you to sign up for our email list if you have not already so you get all this free fashion content delivered straight to your inbox every single week. I don't know how your day can get any better. This has been Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist. And as always, the only, only, only Holly you need to know. Y'all come back now. Bye.